0: Hey everyone, this is Tony Holbein, you are listening to The Revenue Formula. In today's episode, we're going to talk about our learnings from 200 QBRs over the last year, our realization, how they are broken, and much more importantly, how to fix it. Enjoy. So, I mean, one big thing that happened is, uh, you know, we moved the marketing team close to the sales team. Yeah. Alignment, alignment. <laughs> forced alignment, <laughs> um, and uh, you know maybe we need to do an EP on this. Like, oh, you know, people need to sit next to one another. Look at that and actually talk. Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> boiler room.
0: Let's, Let's go. Boiler room. No, but
1: we did a go-to-market live not That's so long right. ago. That's right. That's right. And in that episode, it was you and Olafur. He's been on this show before. And uh, he didn't freeze up. He actually delivered a pretty good presentation. Yeah. And it was a good, you know, session. And you
0: talked about QBRs. We did. And I think actually the whole and tony combo, I think we're going to keep this up. It's a thing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> keep this up. Yeah. the only thing is he kind of I like that he had his uh, head yeah, love, behind yeah, the I love, mic I so he's hiding <laughs> I was like why don't you just move out of the shot instead move out of the shot that's better
0: no the funny thing is actually that you know after five minutes it, you know it was <laughs> burning in my head I was like uh, uh. and then I said like hey Olafur you kind of people can't see you and then he's like yeah. And, he's, and still, it was exactly the yeah, same Like,
1: dude. it. Uh, anyway, you can watch it uh, if you're a member of our little, you know, secret list. Uh, it's not secret. You can sign up on the website. Uh, yeah. It's called GTM Live. We do them bi-weekly. It's pretty cool talking about anything
0: process-wise related to revenue. Yep. Um, and as a QA, and a sometimes it tends to be an AMA and stuff like that. It's really fun afterwards. Yeah. Um, so dial in and um, have a look.
1: But anyway, that episode made me kind of reflect that we should, you know, it's been a while since we've talked about quality business reviews. We did it uh, early, early on in the show. It was actually a fairly popular episode. You can go back and check it out. It's called our favorite growth hack, QBRs. And what we dealt with in this episode was basically a new way of doing QBRs. Yeah.
0: So I think the, you know, the, the reason why we wanted to kind of open that chapter up again is because we realized that after doing this, I don't know, like 100 or 200 times now, uh, you know, for our customers uh, over the last year that um, there's quite some room for improvement for QBRs in general. Mm. First of all, you know, doing the QBR in the first case um, and then doing it well, that's 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 a science in itself and, yeah. and that's what the other EP was about. But after 200, 200 of those, we've actually realized, hey, wait a minute, there's, there's a completely different way of doing this <laughs> that will basically be 10xing the output yeah, and yeah. that's what we want to talk about today.
1: Yeah. So 200 times doing it, not fully, correctly,
0: perfectly, but, you know, that's... I mean, I guess that's how you learn. And, you know, I welcome anyone else who's done 200 MBRs or QBRs, <laughs> which is no one, uh, to, you know, uh, also go through the same learning curve and yeah, come yeah, up yeah. with what should be better. Yeah, yeah. it's always
1: like it, when you have that realization, it changes everything and you look at the past and you're like, we, is that really how we did it? Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. And so the, the first step, I think, for us is really to just peel the onion on the problem here a little bit what is it actually we are seeing from all those QBRs we have run um both you know internally together and in the past what what problems are actually yeah.
0: surfacing um and and we can we can uh, uh, go back and forth on this a little bit but uh, what what the, the the main thing that i kind of hate about most QBRs is executives walk in and then expect to get entertained for an hour and a half <laughs> <laughs> and this is not this is not our case necessarily but it's also the internal case right yeah. so you kind of uh use a rev ops team and we prepare and we now know that rev ops is involved in it in different ways sometimes they just do a data package sometimes they do the whole thing sometimes mm. they kind of only support or whatever but usually it's kind of a um, sometimes kind of a laid back kind of feeling of the executives walking and then okay now now entertain me now tell me what happened yeah yeah right yeah. um and and obviously then you get into the um, hey didn't you read the the, <laughs> the, the, the pre send yeah, It's yeah. like oh no no it was <laughs> I'm busy. too important for that it's busy <laughs> yeah. and then you obviously get uh, into our other uh, uh, you know most fantastic problem which is you know ambushing people yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and uh, and obviously the, I feel this is a story that comes up all the time yes. so <laughs> back then when <laughs> I was running those QBRs you were one of the executives coming in yeah, not yeah. so laid back though. Um, and uh, um, and you with what kind of an attitude did you step into the room no I
1: kind of I think we've recorded maybe before talked about it at least but I was always had this mindset of okay how are they gonna fuck me today Yeah, that was always it was yes. you always had it in your back of your head. even if you actually had a solid quarter <laughs> yeah. you were like okay what are they gonna hit me with come
0: on it's easy you can always find something that's yeah, fucked yeah, up yeah. in marketing no but uh, <laughs> so, uh, so that's the other thing right yeah. you, you tend to ambush people and uh, that then you know sometimes leads to people being defensive and yeah and that's fundamentally not what you want right what you want to do is actually want to create a forum of discussion yeah. a forum of gaining understanding from all the different angles uh, in order then to use that to improve right yes. qbs are there for continuous improvement and each little you know improvement that you make will stack up and compound and you know all of those wonderful words over time and and getting to that point is extremely difficult when you have someone incoming w- uh, coming in with like um, you know how how they're going to screw me over this time?
1: Yeah, yeah yeah but I think it's also like you going into that meeting, you will always have a pretty good idea of how the quarter went, right? Yeah. So if it if if it was a miss, you'd know already. And it's not like you need that meeting to feel accountable. You're already feeling the pain. Yeah. To be honest, right?
0: No. And, you know, when, you, when you're when you then on the defense, what is what is it that Mr. Executive is going to do next? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> No, I brought my own numbers for this yeah, session. Where, where did you get those numbers yeah, from? Exactly. I've never seen that before. Uh, <laughs> I sent you the send out for it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I haven't seen that, so yeah. uh, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, the whole uh, good old data quality piece yeah. around it and... Uh, all of that jazz, yeah. right? And this is this is why QBRs are really really difficult to execute in the first place. Mm. But there is, you know, a larger issue actually around it, yeah. Which is which is you know the main point that needs improvement, and and accidentally so some of those problems get you know you know pushed aside by actually fixing like this. And we've been we've been thinking what other <laughs> metaphor analogy to use here. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> like we're back and forth, yeah, yeah, um, but uh, but we we kept landing on uh, if you do the QBR, which is then after the quarter ended, yeah. maybe two or three weeks in, what you're really doing is you're performing an autopsy on the corpse. Yeah, you know why why did that person die? Yeah, um, and and that's fundamentally not how you know, real life really should be working out, right? No. So you should at least try and save the person. Uh, but in order to do that, you kind of, you can't wait 90 days. No, no. Yeah, it needs to be a little bit more real time. Uh, and that's the whole piece around the Cubia 2.0. You kind of need to, uh, those insights, this understanding, the root cause analysis, all of the stuff we're going to dive into today, yeah, yeah. that needs to happen um, when, uh, when someone is, falling off the chair needs to be rushed to the ER yeah, that's yeah, when it needs to happen yeah. not uh, oh you know let's uh, anyway no i'm not yeah. going to go further <laughs> <laughs> also, I, think I, we can, can, I i think people got it I was thinking
1: only. can I trans- transition this into a car example yeah, you know the no. oil light is starting no. to fly? no okay no. we're sticking with the patient that's yes. cool so so what we're saying is it's it's done you can't really save the quarter anymore and you're looking mm-hmm. back and see okay we missed because here's why great what can we do about it nothing because it's over it's mm-hmm. done right yes. And uh, that leads to this scenario of, okay, how am I going to get, you know, punished in the next QBR? Everyone going on the defense and actually not talking about problems that needs to be solved or any continuous improvements that can be surfaced.
0: No, I mean, you will still talk a little bit about these things, Mm. but it's uh, it's, it's too late and it's only looking forward. And keep in mind, so this is one of the... You know, I'm maybe preempting something, but we we say usually only take one thing forward, yeah, like one thing, and um and that might be just very little that you can improve uh, yeah. if you kind of focus on this one thing. And there's a good reason why it's one thing and blah. But uh, generally speaking, this is this is some of the issues that come with it, right? Mm. And and when you think about what. The different um, operations that need to be executed in order to get to this being real time, right? So let's let's talk maybe about this here for, for a second, right? So what would what would a potential solution actually look like in order to um, in order to get to that point? Yeah, yeah. So and this is very very similar to how uh, normal QBS also should be performed. It just needs to happen now instead of in, you know ninety days from now. Yeah. Number one is uh, really understand. What is happening? What is the issue? Is there an issue? Mm. Um, so this is the first thing, right? Yeah. On your dashboard, you want to have like a a light go off and say like, hey, this here needs attention. Mm. Um, and you can go there several different ways. It can be proactive, great, cool. let's so that it can also be, let's scan all, through all the one hundred different dashboards that we're having to find where we're you know where we're starting to be off track. Yeah. So then you get into the next problem with that is of what does off track actually mean yeah. right is it um uh, and and then to be honest so obviously we from a grow perspective we say like well you need you know targets and projections and all of that stuff and that might help you then to gauge right because uh and in commercial not every line should be horizontal it should rather go into you know top <laughs> top Hogistic. right right um, yeah. and um and therefore you kind of probably need targets around to understand if what is good performance what isn't um, but what we used back then was, um, I think the technical term is chart analysis. Did you look at the graph and like squint your eyes, like, shouldn't this go up a little bit steeper, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and not just marginally. <laughs> uh, where, where it does work is, um, where it works really well is actually for conversion rates and these kind of things. Yeah, yeah. They should just be flat ideally yeah. uh, and on, you know, at least not going down. So this is kind of a chart analysis kind of approach. where like, hey, oh, here's something wrong. Let's go and, you know, jump on it. And then the last thing I think that uh, that we use and everyone else is using is um, uh, common sense. Yeah, yeah. It's hey, we hired twenty people in outbound. Shouldn't this graph go up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we see more opportunities being booked instead of fewer? Yeah, um, and and that then is uh, is another you know kind of analysis that you can run around it. Yeah. right But that's how you then realize okay, wait a minute, something is off here. Something is not going as it as it should. Right, and um. Now you basically kind of as a as a next step, you then would try and understand why is it wrong? Yeah, you know why? What is causing it? Yeah, right. Root cause analysis. You find a signal. Something is off. You're not hitting a revenue number. Um, just staying on that level and saying, oh, we hit outbound. Uh, we missed inbound. We yeah. we missed PLG revenue. Yeah, let's just say it like that. That is not going to help you with anything. No, it's it's you know you can you can now scream at the PLG team. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it doesn't help anyone to actually correct uh, whatever is going on. So in order to understand what's going wrong, you need to do root cause analysis, right? Yeah. You need to dig into, you know, dig into the data. They say. <laughs> but uh, basically, what it means is you need to go from the top level of revenue uh, further down in the funnel and try and understand, or further up in the funnel, or further yeah. to the left in the funnel, whatever <laughs> framework you're looking at. Um, in order to understand how do I get from you know revenue to the root cause, right? Yeah. Obviously, in order to do that, really helpful to have an understanding where and which of those steps you were supposed to be higher than you then were, right? Again, you're going through the same mechanics of chart analysis or yeah. comparison to target or you know uh, all of that stuff. Um, and I go. think and I think Olafur he had um,
1: a great point usually those problems you're going to find when you run the root cause they're either, either going to be related to quality or quantity mm-hmm. right so and i think it's important for you to have an understanding of where to potentially look and that's a like it a could frame also be
0: it could also just be lack of execution right this typical yeah. you didn't hire the folks that that can be something um, or it can be, hey, we overestimated the impact of that campaign, or mm. it could be A million things, or the yeah. the the uh, product uh, release was too late. There could be some of those things that are sitting at the end of it. Yeah. Um. If you really think about it, um, data will get you only so far. Yeah. And uh, then behind that, there might be then personal stories. There might be someone. Um, getting fired, mm. uh, some manager not performing, and then can you add more to the team? No, yeah. there might be some other things around it that then you know leave the data remit, mm. and uh, but data usually can give you a really good clue where to dig in the organization. Yeah. Right? So now you've figured out what's wrong, and you can debate now on the next step should it come earlier, you know, before or after this step. Um, ideally, all of that stuff should just happen by itself. Um, it's a little bit of an understanding of uh, what's the what's the impact. How how big is that problem? Is it is it a problem we should be worrying about? Yeah. right? And uh, and you know one of the examples was um, we we did a QBR with one of our customers, and I'm not sure if it was me leading or it was Olofo leading, but basically uh, we spent like a lot of time on, <laughs> on the outbound uh, piece. Yeah. Like hey, you need to get this up and blah and blah and blah and blah. And then we got to the next chapter, which was inbound. Uh, inbound in that case, and uh, basically we realized that, um, and we could have maybe prepared just a little bit better <laughs> here. Uh, but we realized that outbound really was just ten percent, and you know, inbound was really the ninety percent. Yeah, of course. And and we basically were like, you know what? Actually, forget everything I just said. Uh, marketing this, you know, let's let's dig into, the, you know, that's the problem. Yeah, you know, yeah. what is going on here, and and have an understanding of uh, what are the big or the small levers to pull. Mm. That's really important. And the way you measure it is by revenue impact. At least yeah. we call it revenue impact. So you know what you can you can you know m- try and calculate out on a what if analysis. What if that stayed like that? Yeah. What if it kept trending down? What if we stayed like this behind target? And and basically, if you calculate that out, uh, you might then see how much revenue has one already been lost mm. because you were behind with PLG. Yeah. Um how much revenue will likely be lost already because yeah. you didn't acquire those leads and you know they they're now processing and they won't close tomorrow or next week right um and then how much revenue then is still at risk right let's just say if you could fix it today yeah uh, versus you will not fix it for the rest of the year what is that gap yeah and usually those three different periods uh, early in the year especially uh they end up being you know, it might might be a big sum. yeah. And that kind of sum is what you really want to um, use as a yardstick to figure out what to prioritize, right? You don't have, you know, so much time around, right? Yeah. And, you know, now thinking that all of that happens in real time. Mm. You sit down on Monday morning, yeah. you open this thing, you would see what's going wrong. Yeah. Uh, you immediately go to the root cause because, you know, that's part of the whole thing. You can uh, select the person that, you know, owns that metric or sits on top of that team, and you yeah. can say, "Hey, what's going on? How can we fix it?" Maybe you know, dream world. Uh, that person has already kind of seen that him or herself. Yeah, it's like yeah. you know, I thought about it. You know, I'll get back to you the, tomorrow, and, uh, and then have a, "Hey, this is really important because it's a lot of revenue." Right? Kind of have all of these things kind of there. Yeah. Um. Which then means on Tuesday you uh, might have a way to try and you know fix it. Yeah. Instead of, again, that's the difference here, not seeing it for another 90 days. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. No, but just no, but imagine... but think about this. Just you imagine know? you're sitting, if you're in the marketing department and you're spending, I don't know, 50K a month mm-hmm. on Facebook ads and it's not delivering anything and you do that for 90 days until you figure it out, that's not a great scenario. No, I mean, uh,
0: I, had, I had things in marketing where the trial form simply just stopped working regularly. Oh, great! And uh, you know, I had my usual upbeat self when there are no trials or demos are rolling in. You know, where the fuck, where the <laughs> fuck are my demos? And uh, see, there was uh, nothing was a problem. It was just this form was just simply not working. Yeah, great. Um, and um, uh, and you know, seeing that uh, two or three weeks later, yeah, massive, massive, massive difference. And, uh, um, and people might laugh, like, obviously, I look at this every day. Yeah. It's like, you would be surprised, first of all, how many things are going on in your organization that you're not looking at every day. Yeah, exactly. Um, and number two, you would be surprised how many organizations there are that don't look at things every day, yeah. right? And again, does it mean you need to look at conversion as an ACV every day? No, I don't think so. I think this is still a slow-moving thing, depending on your volume and velocity. Maybe mm. it's a monthly thing only or a quarterly thing. But the volume pieces you can you should be looking at every day, yeah. right? So this is kind of my other pieces. Um, when I when I was at the peak obsession uh, <laughs> <laughs> peak Tony obsession, um, uh, we had a team in APAC, we had a team in Europe and we had a team in the US. And basically, I had three different check check-ins. yeah, uh, my morning nine am check-in because that was kind of uh, afternoon for APAC my noon check-in for uh, EMEA to understand where they're trending. And, you know, APEC was done. Mm. Um, and then uh, you was waking up. And then in the evening, EMEA done, APEC done, US halfway through yeah. kind of gave me kind of a good kind of measure where we are. This was, you know, three times, three yeah. times a day, by the way. I don't think it was healthy, but that's, you know, that's kind of how you reacted to this. And then obviously you jump in and uh, try and, I don't know, I yelled at you, it was like, hey, where, where are those inbound leads and stuff? <laughs> and anyway, so I don't know where where they are, I yeah, can't find them. <laughs> yeah, they're lost. Yeah.
1: Um, yes. But, but I think there's one cool bit we've talked about in uh, in a previous episode as well, is you know some of the bigger and, and best companies, they do a weekly check-in, which is also a good frame, because you kind of said, well, do you need to look at it daily? But weekly would also kind of work out mm-hmm. at, at the end of the day, right? And I think it's just having that structure around Seeing where is something going off that has a revenue impact. So and I I
0: think it's it's almost a little bit different. I think I think those folks scan those dashboards daily. By the way, mm. um, I think they just need to discuss them on a weekly basis yeah. just to kind of cut out all the noise. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the right approach. But what what I've also learned talking to a lot of those companies is. Uh, Tony Holbein is not the only obsessive person <laughs> out there. There are a couple of <laughs> others as well, and uh, you know, some of, seeing some of those um, uh, patterns uh, uh, repeat actually. So you, okay. formed, you formed a support group. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so now that all of that stuff is happening, you know, uh, in real time, you can react to it in real time. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to wait until uh, the the end of the quarter to actually have a conversation about it. So that obviously changes the QBRs themselves. Yeah. So uh what are you then still supposed to do in those QBRs? And um, I think that that was kind of a little bit of a, a thing for us right we were like so hey wait a minute how does it how does it change the face of the QBR? Yeah. Should people just not have QBRs anymore? <laughs> um, and obviously the answer is no you should still have your QBRs simply to create this forum and to have the conversation and yeah. so forth. But now the whole thing kind of shifts completely, right? Um So this whole data piece is out the window because you've basically been clearing this up as you, as you went. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And sometimes those, Hey, here's an issue. It might actually be a data issue by the way. Mm. Right. So if something pops up throughout the quarter, it might simply be that, Oh, you know, actually we measured this wrong. We need to kind of tweak this. So, and as you kind of work through this uh, uh, over the quarter, you know, the, the data trust will just tick up eventually. So you have less of that. you have, definitely less of the ambushing mm. because basically um, folks are coming to the table and tell you potentially what they have changed. Yeah. Issues that they have run into and how they overcome them or how they're still struggling with them. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I think the, uh, because all the, all the negative stuff is already clear to everyone. Kind mm-hmm. of the, the, the posture is way less defensive. Yeah. You know, you're kind of sucking out the air yeah. of the situation if, if it's, Clear for everyone that hey this is red and yeah we've known this now for a month and everyone had a little bit of conversation about it already it's kind of it's not a hostile situation uh, anymore which then obviously opens up the whole room for a better uh, much more fruitful conversation around how to move forward you know how, yeah. what to what to fix now and um, these these fixes and how to move forward I think they are uh, they're kind of twofold one is obviously if there was a a bigger change and a bigger change, you know, so small changes might be, hey, we're behind on the, uh, on inbounds. And yeah. then it's like, hey, let's spend some more money or whatever, right? A bigger change would be, uh, okay, we've seen that this team in APAC doesn't work out. We're going to scale this down or you know, not scale it further and take the money and put it into the US, for example. Mm. Um, that is now a bigger change. Yeah. Uh, that people need to understand uh, because it will have knock-on effects across the funnel. Suddenly Sears needs to know, oh, wait a minute, I need to hire differently now, blah, right? There's a couple of different things that you know suddenly uh, come to mind that, that need to be aligned around. And that can now be a meeting for some of that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what did change? What are we planning to change? Yeah. Align around these things. And then I think one one uh, bigger piece is actually... So we started calling it rebaselining, lining. Yeah. And I was throwing this around with some of those very very big companies, and they're like, "Yeah, no, we actually also call it rebaselining." <laughs> <laughs> so what is? So it? I'm not sure if I came up with this <laughs> no. or if, if I heard it. Let's um, just say you came up with it. That's yeah, probably. I mean, yeah. yeah, thought leader. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> no, but the the idea is that um, as you execute the year, things will slightly change. Yeah. And our, you know, the the, the example is always like conversion rate will go one or the other yeah, direction. Yeah. But let's just say it in a different terms of over the last three months of the year, you have learned something comparative to when you started the year and, you know, locked in this plan, right? Mm. There's something that happened there. Some learning happened there. Some of that learning might mean that um, you're going to make more money. Mm. Some of the learning might mean that you're going to make less money, right? There might be things that change. And rebaselining in in a simple uh, format basically means to incorporate those learnings from today into the future, Yeah. Right? Basically, said, like, you know what? Uh, we thought we we're going to have 15% conversion rate. It's not the case. We have 12 Um, We now, you know, that, h- how are we going to resolve that issue now? Yeah. Can we just have more opportunities, please? Okay, difficult. Yeah. Uh, does that now mean we will have less uh, revenue? Maybe, maybe mm. not. We need to kind of figure this out, have that conversation because that's really fruitful. Yeah. Right? Just saying, hey, it needs to be 15 and you need to figure out how to get it to 15. I don't think that helps anyone around no. the table. It's also really useful for things like, um, you know, dear newly joined CMO that really urgently need to change the MQL definition. Uh, Suddenly conversion rate drops and now you can have the rebaselining conversation. So like, yeah, yeah, you know what? The new conversion rate is whatever we've seen now, but no, we're not going to change the revenue target, my friend. Mm. Uh, You're going to need to create more, but more MQLs now, right? Kind of that, that is also a, a um, rebaselining conversation you have. Um, and that's that's what rebased learning means. Um, yeah. And this again is a, if you will, a change that requires uh, alignment and coordination and you know syncing between between those leaders. Yeah, and I think it makes sense. Like when when I, whenever you even create a marketing
1: plan or whatever, you work with certain assumptions or historic data that do move over time. Whether it's the cost you pay per a lead, yeah. and it and it is significant if it. You know, I've experienced that myself, a competitor all of a sudden raising the prices, meaning they could buy yep. leads at a higher cost. So we were being out-competed. And then it's like, well, if we want to maintain the cost per lead we set in the budget, I'm going to have a gap of 10%. Yeah. That's just reality. Uh, and nothing I can do about it other than either bid or don't.
0: I think what's what, what people are struggling with is, um, and Olaf and I are struggling with this even conceptually, is Okay if you rebaseline you then open the door for all kinds of excuses all the time you know mm. uh, people say like i can't do anything about the conversion rate decrease yeah. but uh, um, hey you can't slap on a higher acv now that we've achieved that right? you can't penalize me with you know having achieved a higher acv yeah. um i think there's there's you know still something to be figured out and how to that needs to be solved but uh, generally speaking there's some gamesmanship around it sure but generally speaking you need to ask yourself does it make sense to include your last three month learnings into your future? Mm. And if you believe that the answer is no, then you know what, don't do it. Yeah. If you believe, like probably everyone, uh, that yeah, you might have learned something that you want to take forward, then you need to probably re-baseline to kind of have a a, a process and a, and a, a stream uh, workstream around it, yeah. which you know could happen this QBR conversation, and then couple of other things I don't think that haven't changed that much again identify one clear thing that you want to work on don't Mm. do five don't do you know even two yeah one focus on one thing Uh, chances um, of you actually achieving this one thing yeah um, much much higher if it's just you know a single item and the idea is not to uh, do lots of things at the same time the idea is to consistently do one thing over time that's that's the idea continuous improvement that's what that means it doesn't mean step change today. Yeah. It means small tweaks over time that then compound.
1: And how, how do you see that? Because there's usually a lot of potential actions you can take when you run the QPR. And especially if you run cross-departmental, you're going to have things on sales and marketing, on CS and, mm-hmm. and so forth. Do you see that as a one thing
0: across the company or one thing department? How, how do you go about that? It that depends dimension? a little bit. So number one, you should obviously prioritize by, you could say, ICE. Like mm. impact, confidence, and effort, e- right? Ease. Yeah. I ease. Yeah. Oh, the Danish guy. So cute. <laughs> uh, no, but basically kind of the the impact here is the revenue impact, confidence yeah. is, is actually going to happen, and effort is like, how much work do we need to put into yeah. this? Um, I think this is, you know, one way to stack rank these pieces a little bit. And I think then then the, the other th- side of this is actually, um, so who's going to do that? Yeah. And in many cases it's gonna be revenue operations. Yeah. Period. You know, yeah. do you really think the VP of sales gonna go and do some, you know, new slide deck? I mean, no, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. And uh, so you obviously there will be a stakeholder, don't get me wrong, but they usually won't run it. Yeah. Um so it will land on the RevOps table. Um and as everyone knows, the RevOps table already is pretty crowded with yeah, lots yeah. of, you know, stacks of paper and, you know, I don't know, rubric to be figured out. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, uh, and uh, you know, these improvement projects, they uh, need to be um, slotted into your sprint cadence or your cycle cadence in, in yeah. RevOps as well, right? So it's not like you have automatically new time because no. you run a QBR. It's, it's you know. Um, so that's why it should be one thing and uh, probably it's going to be a RevOps thing. And then there might be... You know, tons of learnings mm. that each of the different leaders take away from it for their own departments. Yeah, that doesn't need to be a big process around it, but they will, they will just by accident incorporate those learnings yeah. into their day to day from now on, right? So that's that's kind of how I see it.
1: Okay, so basically, how did the course corrections help? Was the f- the first change to the QPR, right, and then it was re baselining yeah. and then identifying one thing is has always been there. Yeah. And uh, I think what's really cool is, like you said, it, it kind of removes a lot of the friction around, you know, the, the usual connotations around the meeting with yeah. getting defensive and all this stuff. So you can actually focus on the course corrections you made. Did they have an impact? What do we need to do next? Um, yeah. So it becomes way more productive.
0: No, exactly. Yeah, I think, I think that puts a frame around it. I think you have written uh, a longer piece on this, actually. Yeah, that's actually true. So it was a complete knockoff of the live, if I'm being honest. Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: I mean, we've talked about it so many times, um, and I found this to be so interesting. So I was like, let's let's get this down on paper and get it out on the blog. I think it's also nice if you want to refer back to some of this stuff. Maybe it's better in written form so you can check it out on growblocks.com yep. uh, and check out the blog
0: and obviously kind of the instrumentation around it you can do it in spreadsheets and try and type it into Looker and then you can try and take this into I don't know PowerPoint or whatever <laughs> um, and then there's obviously something around growblocks that can help you with that instrumentation it, right? yeah. so if you want to check that out what is it get a demo yeah <laughs> <laughs> our trial form is working
1: but yes. there's just not a trial but it's working uh, yeah. it's working <laughs> that's the most important piece I fill it out every, every day and I'm the only one wonderful <laughs> Um, nice nice so let's uh, I guess it's all about time for us to do a QBR again soon that's right <laughs> all the data we're gonna send I'm, I'm through. not gonna I'm not gonna send you anything I want I'm gonna let you walk <laughs> into the trap <laughs> and you're gonna stand there with a the bat ready to whack me yeah, yeah, that is cool that podcast episode didn't perform up to level thank you so much Tony thank you Michael.
0: thank you everyone else Bye-bye. bye bye bye